Today's episode of Uniform Exchange is brought to you by Crypto.com, along with me, Matt Damon, here to remind you that fortune favors the brave. It's Thursday, December 9th, National Christmas Card Day. I thought that was like December 20-something. And you were watching and or listening to Uniform Exchange. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. National Christmas Card Day. I thought I actually thought that was like January third. <laughs> I'm hilarious, guys. You're really into this so far today. Um, just wait for this to kick in. I'll be all right. Okay. I'm just I'm just curious as to what exactly I just saw as it pertained to the Matt Damon. Uh, oh, uh, that's just our new title sponsor crypto.com we just inked them we were part of the lakers deal when you get you got the staples center and adjunct to that you also get title sponsorship for one week of uniform exchange so matt damon was nice enough to come and do a quick intro and uh yeah so thanks to matt damon all right goodwill hunting i I don't even know what to do with that i'm speechless i i Right, it's astonishing, and I you should be speechless. I'm gonna change hats. All right, uh, welcome to Uniform Exchange, a comedic look at sports business and sports and live entertainment. Um, let's quickly meet our guests today. I'm the host, Michael Myers. You guys know me, uh, I'm the owner of the sports marketer and Josh. All of its subsidiaries. All of its subsidiaries. What's wrong uh, with me? I don't know, Chris. You look busy. You looked busy. I know. I didn't want to. I didn't All want to interrupt. Subsidiaries. I, can I don't know what's happening. I, I don't. I don't know. One of those uh, subsidiaries, obviously, is Birdie Box, who is very busy right now this time of the year. It's the leading luxury gifting program within the corporate world, and they're doing all their gifting programs. It's holiday season, so good for them. It's true. And good for us. And go, Birdie Box. Our first guest. Panelist. You guys know him as the first assistant ever to William Bill Shakespeare. <laughs> Some know him as the worst microphone guy in history. And he is, oh, I'm just kidding, Chris. He is the CEO of Team Marketing Report, father of the Fan, Con, fan Cost Index. Chris Hartwig, welcome back to the show, my friend. Thanks. Welcome, Chris. You're a little quiet today. And I, I mean, your microphone's still I, quiet. You told me I'm not supposed to say anything. Then I say no, anything, no. you yell at me. I don't say anything, you yell at me. What is my sport supposed to do? Just wait till the like coffee kicks in another couple minutes. Come on. There you go. No, you're, Walk the you're, line. You're, Walk the line. A little quiet. Tell That's it. what I'm saying. Your microphone's a little quiet today. Uh, our second guest, he's never personally murdered a barber that we know of. I'm going to repeat that. He's never personally done that. Although looking at his hair, he certainly murdered that haircut. Oh, look at that. I'm jealous. Is that part of your prep for uh, playing Jerry Garcia? <laughs> I need to, yeah. He did say yesterday on call that he planned on wearing a tie-dyed shirt, which would have totally just fed into the whole thing. Mm. Uh, but straight from Los Angeles, guys, many years in the industry, 
the big yeah. sports guy himself. That actually worked both ways. That was pretty good. Josh Kyles, ladies and gentlemen, Josh Kyles. Thank you. For all the folks, uh, folks at home listening on radio, that was an L.A. sign that uh, yes. Josh just made for us. Well delivered, too, by the way. Uh, in the background today, I also want to acknowledge and welcome our expert marketing intern from the University of Georgia's MBA program, Alex Wagner. Wagner. Yes, Alex is from the show. Backgrounds today, so welcome to the show, Alex. Okay, guys, I think it's time for. Rag it up, rag it up. I got a bill. Make me a safe house. Shake it up, shake it up. She got her hands on it. Now, I want to be diplomatic here. <sighs> okay. Uh, the U.S. has announced. That they will be, and I'm going to call it what it is, diplomatically boycotting the Olympics in China. I know China. Um, China. Yeah. What China. Is, China. What does that mean? Uh, it means that the athletes will still compete. I know that. And it means that we say tisk, 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 China, tisk to you for the Shame things you do. Me. You say no. No. Bad. Uh, Josh, I know you've been covering this. Uh, you are our expert legal analyst on boycotting Actually, and things of that nature. What does it exactly mean to diplomatically boycott the Olympics? Um, well, not much, first and <laughs> foremost. I'll say that. You know, it took, I, I, this was a big research project as, as, as I started looking into this, and then I quickly realized. It doesn't mean very much at all. Um, no, I mean, for like in in our world, when we talk about the money that's being spent for these type of events, the Olympics more so than any other events out there, we have to look at the game's sponsors because, I mean, a diplomatic boycott, it's, it's certainly um, symbolic and, and it's more than enough to get the Chinese government pissed. Um, you know, they said that they would be retaliating appropriately. Yeah. Uh, the, the IOC has taken the stance of like, listen, guys, listen, we are politically non-biased. We support your right to commit genocide against an entire people. <laughs> and the U.S., we support your right to, you know, not send any of your diplomats to the games because you don't agree with, you know, a country taking uh, genocide, genocidal actions against an entire population based off of their religion. Um, so, you know, the IOC, they're, they're very much playing Switzerland here, um, except for probably Switzerland wouldn't be so cool with the whole genocide thing. It's one um, of my favorite things about you, Josh, is I can never really tell how you feel about a subject, you know? Yeah, right. I, I you're, you know, I like to keep, I, I'm basically like the IOC of our podcast. I would say um, it take a lot of money to be on this show. <laughs> well, more than Mike Smith. I'll tell you that much. Mike, dad number two, hope you're doing well at, uh, at the office right now. You're not having as much fun as we are. But when we look at uh, sponsors like Coca-Cola, Intel, Procter Gamble, Toyota, Visa, those are the big Olympic sponsors. They're going to, you know, it seems that they're going to continue looking the other way and the money's still going to get spent. So the diplomatic boycott doesn't, it's, it's probably not going to have too much of a financial impact on the games. Long yeah. story short. Yeah. Uh, that was actually not short. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed. I enjoyed the whole thing. It was some great commentary, though. I will say, thank you. It was. Me. It was good. It was. It was good color commentary. Um, you. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. 
No, you're welcome. Uh, I, I, it is interesting. I, you know, I've been sort of following this story a little bit, and I saw somebody did a study on how much money was made for the by in this in the in China. How much money was made in China for the top ten Olympic sponsors, and the number was just absolutely beyond comprehension. Coca Cola makes a lot of money there. Uh, and I'm not even going to list them all off. Was it so much beyond comprehension that we don't even get to hear what the number was? Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> just making sure. Yep. Sometimes I read things and I don't even understand it, and I just move on. And that was one. Of I've never like, no, like it, it, did it have too many commas next? Like you didn't, you, you yep. lost track. You couldn't tell if it was millions. Billions, yeah, it was. Right? It listed and it had an abbreviation for a uh, pronouncement that I didn't even know what it was. Sure, that's but okay. At the end of the day. You've got opposite ends of the spectrum. You've got the WTA, which did what they did, God bless them, and said we're not going to even host any events in China. And then on the flip side of that, you've got the top ten sponsors, none of which, to your point, Josh, have said anything because they have too much to risk. That, that and, I, and, and I will say that the, the U.S. government at this point is somewhere closer to the WTA, actually, than yeah. the sponsors. For sure. Um, because they have taken more of a hardline stance than just about – I mean, there's there's a group of I think 20 other countries out there that have condemned China's actions, but they've ta- they've taken about as hard line of a stance as anyone else has. I mean, we yeah. we, we talked about it last week with the NBA and other organizations, well, and I agree with it. I agree with exactly what they're doing. They're doing what yeah. they can do, and they are not punishing the athletes because that was yeah. my biggest fear. And it actually came up on a call with somebody today saying, I can't believe they're not going to let the athletes go. That's why we talk about what's a diplomatic boycott because we're not boycotting the athletes. We're not telling them they can't go. We're actually telling them, please do go. Still represent us there. I, I would have felt terrible if all these, if we had boycotted fully and said they can't, that would have been awful. So I think we're doing everything we can or close to everything we can. It might be the first time that I've seen the current administration and the past administration actually agree on something. Um, I'm sure there will be news outlets that can convince us that they don't agree, but both of them have condemned China for the genocide. And for that, I'm grateful that we actually have an agreement on this between both administrations, the past and the present. So um, interesting developments. We'll see where it goes. It is sort of a sad commentary when you look at the, the sponsors not doing anything, but it doesn't stop there. It extends to, Somebody misspoke a couple of years ago and LeBron James basically came to the defense of China and said, whoa, whoa, I can't No, Hey, this is, or I think I'm combining two stories. Somebody said a, something wasn't a country when it was. So we had to like come and correct it. Somebody else said we shouldn't be doing these things in China. And LeBron James came in and said, whoa, you can't say that. These people are important to us. So it's not just the United States government. That's and, and I shouldn't say the government, it's not just the sponsors that are sort of, gilded it's all these athletes that are making a ton of money off of china too aren't saying anything very very outspoken social justice warriors are saying nothing so i, I think right, it's pretty obvious who speaks loudest with their, that's where the shoes with their names on it is made. i'm so, telling you it's just it, it shows you what speaks the loudest even to a social justice warrior the almighty dollar speaks very very loudly yeah, and I, I think it, it, it's obviously helps that it is 
in a lot of ways, a world away for us here in the U.S. We're not having to see any of it. So right. it's, you know, obviously those social justice warriors are focused on social justice here at home. Right. And that's and I think it just makes it so much easier. I mean, even if something like this were to happen in Europe, I think it would hit closer to home here. Just because it's it goes all there's we can. have. It's our- also very convenient that the social justice fight that takes place on U.S. soil is also a great marketing campaign. Doesn't hurt doesn't cost them any money to have those arguments here's one that might cost them money and currently they're not having the same kind of reaction so it'll be interesting to see where it goes i hope i didn't condemn lebron by himself or misrepresent him because i didn't do a lot of research on that portion of it so if i did i apologize but i know that there are many athletes that have not said anything and i would like to see some of them stand up and say something um, all right. Uh, how about this? New me, topic. Sir, new I topic. You for new, new topic. topic new topic. In the news today, probably in the art represents rea- art mimics reality. What am I trying to say? Art. I, no I don't know. What's the saying about art mimicking reality, mimicking art, whatever? There's a saying about that. I'm a in. Uh, uh, Wagner, can you Google that and figure out what saying I'm trying to say? Anyway, uh, art imitates. I think it's art imitates. Hey, you got like it. That. Yeah, it's somewhere Good in there. Here's what, I, here's what I'm getting at. The real Mark Emmert, actual real Mark Emmert, essentially did a fake Mark Emmert quote today. Not Come today. On. Yeah, no. In the last couple of days, he actually did, did one. Uh, and we'll get to that here in a second. He started, though by saying, and this is being reported by The Athletic uh, and by Sports Illustrated, actually. Um, His original quote was something along the lines of trust and collegiality, which, by the way, just a great word, collegiality. Trust and collegiality are at an all-time low in college football, guys. Mm. Now, in, in his mind, it's because of conference realignment. That's why. Well, that's. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, we've it's NCAA has been very trusted up to this point. Up until when conference realignment, I would say that the approval rating for the NCAA had to be in the solid teens, mm. maybe 20s. You're being pretty um, generous. I think I probably am. Um, I personally think it might have something to do with the fact that the NCAA has been extorting tens of thousands of players annually. Oh, you know, while flippantly and arbitrarily handing out punishments and rewards based on seemingly whoever's in charge of, you know, that situation at that moment. But hey, it's probably just realignment. Yeah, yeah. man. You're... Wouldn't you agree? It's probably just realignment. I think. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. Yep. It, it's honestly, it's 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 kind of hard for me at this point to take anything. That Mark Emmert says very at seriously. this point. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was it was today. It, today is the <laughs> was the last. Was the commentary alignment that got you, Josh? I I I just <laughs> reading some of the quotes from the uh, the event oh, that he spoke. Don't at. blow the last one. I'm saving the last one for the end. So don't give the last one. You can give any of the other ones. You know what the last one is, right? Don't don't blow the money load. Wait, no, what? I don't know what the last one is. is I wasn't going to talk about. I wasn't going to talk about his quote. I was going to talk mm. about. It seems kind of like he's been on a press tour for the last two months, <laughs> talking about basically trying to tell people like, guys, the NC like the NCAA is not as powerful as you think. I mean, we we're we're not really the ones in charge. Like the schools, they 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 watch over each other. 
Right. They, they, it's their job to, you know, and then the leagues, they're really kind of fighting a lot. So, you know, it's, 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 it's a tough thing. And then also guys, by the way, Congress, please, we need federal legislation on NIL. We need you to step in because I am a coward. He didn't say that last part. He didn't say that last. Fake Mark Emmert said that, but real Mark Emmert. He instead, I get them confused. I get them confused. Yeah, he said it's utterly dependent on cooperation, and it's really, like you said, self-regulating. So if you can't self-regulate an environment on collegiality and trust and good communication, you've got a big, big problem. That's what he said. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the line of the day. Okay. One that is worthy of a fake Mark Emmert quote, and I mean this sincerely. It had to be when he said, and I'm going to quote, this is via Ross Dellinger, the SI. I wanted to get a clip of it. Turns out that I don't think there is a clip of it. So I I hope someday this emerges as an actual thing. But Ross Dellinger says that during his introduction, he stated, Mark Emmert stated, and I say this directly, being a university president is the hardest job in America. I don't know if you guys knew that. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh-huh. Say that again. Being a university president is the hardest. Being a university president is the hardest job in America. I know. Huh. I know we're going to talk about um, the crazy college football salaries we've been seeing. We're going to talk about that later in the show. Yeah, but yeah, we are. I'd love to know the average, uh, see if Alex can can find the, the, the figure of the average amount that a university president Ooh. takes home nice. every year. Nice. Um, because I know there's like fast food workers who have to show up at like four in the morning and clean the restaurant and and, and like cook and take <laughs> out the trash and they make nine fifty an hour. So yeah, I think if I was there, there's, there's like a few friends. people working in the emergency rooms and hospitals these days that yeah. uh, haven't had a break in uh, almost two yeah. years thanks to COVID. Yeah. Their jobs might be a little bit harder than yeah. a guy who helps pick out textbooks and. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, look, don't and I don't, and I know you don't mean to diminish the job of a university president. I know you don't. I do. But to I do. your to your point, um, <laughs> I do think if I had been there when he said it, if I was there at that moment, I probably would have just said, "Okay, that's it." I would have just got up and said, "It's going to be one of those days, huh?" Okay. The average college president salary per superstar Alex Wagner three hundred and eight thousand dollars as of november 29th of this lower year. than i thought it was going to be yeah lower. the range falls typically between 234k and 429k yeah that's I'm not gonna, bad no and mark that's Emmer more had, than the president makes right it is four times the US. Really, I think. yeah um i think mark emmert's been a president twice before lsu and washington if i'm not mistaken so he would know he was in, so he's, he was in poverty and it was very difficult <laughs> I mean, it seems just on the surface that his current job is harder than that of a university. No, you know person. what? That's a great point, and I do want to make a point here. <laughs> I did see some of the Twitter responses to this. One was just like, "Yeah, no, that that one." I thought that would encapsulate. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, another one said, "My Italian ancestors shuffled, shuffled coal when they arrived in America. My Irish ancestors busted ass in a sugar factory." Seems a tad more arduous, which I agreed with. <laughs> But here was my favorite. My favorite went to Tyler James, which actually ties into two things you've said already, Josh. And this one says, doing PR for Mark Emmert seems like a hard job. 
Which I just thought that was pretty good. That Tyler was pretty James, good. I tip my cap to you because that is so true. Tyler James. Um, there was also, Josh, to your point, mention in that meeting of our next topic. Um, and we, we, you know what? We could probably, as a result of that. Drum roll. Terry Cruz, attaboy Terry Cruz. Uh, he's he's your, your boy. Your life imitates art. Look at that scrolling on the bottom. I don't know who did that, but that's fantastic. If you that don't know who did that, is that you? Or was that Wagner? You told you yelled at both Josh and I. Oh, only two well, I didn't want to give praise person. to the wrong person. I appreciate you being honest. Wagner, knock it out of the park. Life imitates art. Thank you very, very much. Uh, to pay or not to pay millions, that is the question, according is a, to is Alex this a, Wagner. For bald coaches, to pay or to pay? Ooh, I like that. Uh, to pay or not to pay. Um, there That's was more like the meeting. I think the question was directly in that meeting. I think a reporter raised his hand and said, how does a coach – have one decent season and win one big game and net $95 million over 10 years. I don't think that's actually the question, but it should have been. Um, <laughs> it's coaches' salaries is what we're talking about here. And, Chris, I know you've been following this topic very closely. I've been trying to. I'm yeah. Trying to. Um, what I do mean, you it's, ast it's astonishing what we've seen. We've, we've touched on this a little bit. Uh, already because it's just it, it, it's out of control i don't think you can really put it any other way than that that it's out of control you've got guys you know mel tucker was already making 5.6 mil a year and this after one year at michigan state gets off to a good start this year his name gets mentioned for the uh, lsu job opening which we'll talk about in a second and uh suddenly he's turned that into almost a 10 year 10 almost $10 million a year job. And that set at the Michigan market state. at Michigan state. I mean, that's three state. times more than Tom Izzo makes. Well, <laughs> it's also four or $5 million more than Ryan day. Who's lost what one regular season, big 10 game. And now, uh, you know, three seasons uh, Harbaugh. It's more than, you know, the Jim Harbaugh who just won the conference was making is probably about double that. It's, it's nuts. you got other, other guys like Brian Kelly ditches Notre Dame for uh, LSU. Same kind of a deal, nearly a hundred million over 10 years. Lincoln Riley ditches seven, uh, almost $8 million a year at Oklahoma for a hundred million in LA, which Josh can tell you, does not go quite as far. That's actually only four million in in Oklahoma. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say I was looking at some of like like Chip Kelly's salary at UCLA, a paltry three and a half million dollars. I mean, that's like equivalent to an FCS he's living, coach in the middle he's of the living country. On ramen like a university <laughs> yeah. They don't tell you that. They don't tell you that the, that these deals also come with houses and all that stuff too. That's well, that that actually I meant to bring that up before, Josh. Thank you for for bringing that up because that's true. That that's not that's not considered in the conversation. What's interesting is everything the coach makes is in the conversation. Like uh, the the contract for Brian Kelly at LSU is he's technically I I read this. I think he's technically paid four hundred thousand dollars by the university. And then he receives another $8.6 in other compensation through their Nike deal and their TV deals and their, you know, all, all that 
and boosters and, and all that other stuff. But now you've gone from, you had two guys, well, actually it was three this year until Ogeron was fired, but you had two guys that were making over 9 million a year in college football. Dabo at, uh, at Clemson and Nick Saban at Alabama. Huge success for long-term. I think it's nuts that a college football coach is being paid that much, but then again, with the dollars, that are out there and both of them winning national championships okay you can make an argument Ed odron did win a national championship and then completely stopped coaching and recruiting so he got to collect nine million dollars this year plus a 17 million dollar buyout to go away that's where the money is getting bonkers and now you're going to add tucker kelly lincoln riley uh david shaw at stanford nobody talks about him he's just under nine million a year at stanford but is a private university i i'm Forgetting that I'm blanking, Mario Cristobal just got pulled out of Oregon back home, an alum to the U, to Miami. I think he's just slightly under $9 million a year, like eight and a half or something large. But, I mean, you're talking out of a handful, five guys, $500 million committed right there. That's like baseball pitching contracts of the last couple of years, professional baseball pitching contracts, right? Yeah. These yeah. dollars are nuts. Jim, Jimbo Fisher, we're talking about how much money he's making. He's only making $7.5 million. Now he does have almost ninety million dollars left on his buyout, so he's he's set too. Yeah. But all these this guys. is really nuts. Yeah. Shout and out to Jimbo! You, shout out to Jimbo Fisher's agent. But for the for our buddy, hashtags, hashtag fake Mark Emmert and real Mark Emmert. Hey, come on, look at what the do, the dollars. Just like I said about you know baseball pitchers, these these guys aren't spending money that isn't there. They're spending money that's there. And 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 so to pretend that it's not and to yeah. fight against paying athletes to me is ludicrous. Well, the, the money is there. I will agree. I don't know that it's all going to the right place. One. Oh, no, no, no. We're not yeah. having that. That That's a different conversation. Two, right we live in a country where, and Chris, as somebody who has a kid in college and anybody who has kids in college knows, we live in a country where you want to send a kid to a good university you're going to spend 40, 50, 60, 70, 80,000 dollars a year for an education per year. We, I don't know that we are number 1. I think we are. I can't imagine another country charging more for university than no. than the oh, United States. No, I don't think close. it's even close. Um, don't you think maybe we could take this and just sort of like reallocate a little bit of this money like Instead of Nike spending a bunch of money and giving it all to a coach, can't Nike throw a bunch of money at the co at the colleges and say, use this to supplement and take down the cost of tuition? Can't all these yeah. massive sponsors kind of just reallocate those funds to a place where, you know, maybe it actually can benefit more people than one? I don't know. Well, that would be nice. Yeah. But, I, I mean, that's also, hand. well, and, and this is, what is this? I don't think it's a red herring. What the hell is the right term for it? But it's the same thing. That, well, what about... What about uh, you know Elon Musk and and uh, what's yeah. his name Amazon McBaldy and uh, Bezos and those guys and and uh, Virgin uh, the, these guys that are all in this race to get to space it's like a who's got a bigger package kind of a deal the money that's being spent on any one of those things that goes up into space could like feed the entire Change the world yeah. For, yeah. for ten years yeah but it ain't and, it's I, I, the, the, pro, the problem is, is like those people give, like, who are they going to give the money to? To Who, who are they going to entrust? That's at least what Elon would say about that. It's like, who am I going to give the money to that could actually do something about this? Well, you don't give it to the NCAA. 
Right. And, you don't, and you don't give it to the U.S. government. Every NCAA player gets a Tesla. Yay! Yay. You, you get, get a Tesla. Tesla. You get a Tesla. Everybody gets Teslas. Elon Winfrey, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah, no. It, when we that, talk about, go ahead, Chris. No, no. I just I've seen this. Uh, oh God, and I'm forgetting. He, he was on the Painless podcast. It's, he 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 came up with the the SRAM, the, the hand switchers on the on on the bikes, and he saw this need in Africa for bikes that would change the people's world to get from village to village, town to town, jobs and all this. Stuff. And so he 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 created a new bike that could be mass produced in Africa that for a little bit of money. They built kind of like a tank. It's not a racing bike, but but for less than a thousand dollars, these people you donate and it could go like three bikes into this village or something crazy like that. He went and created it because he's an entrepreneur and he's got hundreds of million dollars from his invention. World bicycle relief. World bicycle relief. Yeah, world bicycle relief. Yeah. It's listen. Elon Musk could whatever he's wiping his ass with could could do that. I mean, it's a the prior that that's it is the prioritization of it and we're all screwed up with our prioritization it's just how much we put on sports right yeah but but taking that some of that passion then and, and like split it that's a that's a you know a no, it's easy for us to say what other people do with their money i, I yeah we, i agree well, with you but i agree no, with you. Of your, your principle is correct your principle is what? very correct What's i heard somebody say something the other day that kind of hit me in a weird way. And then I stopped and thought about it. And I'm like, Jesus, I'm definitely part of the 90% said that 90% of the world is spending their time working on behalf of the 10% of the world, the richest 10%. We're here to work on behalf of and entertain those 10%. And right, that's right. kind of a sad, sad statement, but very quite true. Honestly, it's actually shocking 10%. I would think it'd be like way smaller than that. It'd be like yeah, well, what are, serving. Yeah, the, 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 the statement was 90-10, but it's probably closer to 95-5 or 97-3. But yes, if you think about it, there are people out there that, that service my whims and I'm here to service somebody else's whims, but everybody's here to service theirs in some way, shape, or form. And that's kind of sad. Somebody service my whim, please. The way you're doing that seems sexual, so I'm just going to move to the next topic. New me, topic, sir, but can new I trouble topic, you for new, new topic, topic, please? New topic. Yeah, service my whim. What? <laughs> an, inter that? an interesting development has oh, taken place in Glendale, Arizona. Look at this title. I love it. The this. coyotes failed to mark their territory. That's fantastic. Wagner kills it again. Um, home of the Arizona coyotes. What is it called? Gila? 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 Pronounced Gila. Gila? Gila River? Yes, and they sell gyros at the concession stand. They do. Yes. To the Hermans. Um what was that, Josh? <gasps> oh, is that bad of a dad joke? I just yeah. needed to. Uh, no, I appreciate a good dad joke. A good dad joke. Service <laughs> my whim. Service my whim. It says across the bottom of the screen. I think that should be the new podcast name. Ooh, that's <laughs> naughty. Gentlemen, welcome to service. The my one whim. where we service Chris's whim will be the title of this one. Uh, in Arizona, first, and this happened back in August. Just to catch you guys up. The city of Glendale said, I know it's been a great 18 years, but 18 years is enough. We own the arena. We think we'll just focus on concerts instead of this figure skating thing that you do with nets and whatnot. Hockey is done. We are not going to renew the lease. Uh, which that in and of itself was pretty unsettling 
and also explains why the Bears want to own their own venue because they can't kick themselves out of their own venue. However, the city of Glendale can kick them out of of that one. Well, but that's, that, but there's, there's, the thing is, there's a lot more to it. And I mean, that's part of what this whole story is. These guys are shitty tenants. They're not paying their bills on time. They're not doing, you know, their, their share of the work, essentially. This, another story this spring in The Athletic talked about. Every opinion formed on this podcast is not necessarily the opinion of all people on the podcast. Go ahead, Chris. Also, also Crypto.com is not really a sponsor of this episode. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Easy. I'm like, I, I can't get over that. Like, why are we giving, like, they have money they can spend with us. Why are we giving them free ads? Oh, we just want to give them a taste so they can see the big spike today. Right. Pricing and integrity. Don't yeah. you know anything in sports sponsorship? Pricing <laughs> integrity. Hey. Integrity has never been anywhere near this show. Go ahead, Chris, with <laughs> right. him not being terrific tenants. I service my whim while I'm in your integrity. Mm. The, 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 They're getting worse. The, it's a new undies laughing. brand. The new undies brand, Tegrity. Oh God! <laughs> so the problem is that the Coyotes have been a problem for a long time, and yeah. the market doesn't support them, and the team doesn't do their a lot of their work on their end of the spectrum from some senior management issues with toxicity in the culture. And I mean, there are some great people there. I'm not saying that they're. they're so this is not a hit job. This was a reporting job on what happened. Now it's a they hit talked job. about it. It's okay. We're seeing that in many different places. This is, it's just, it's happening there. And I think part of it to me personally, because I, my opinions do not reflect uh, all on the panel, but I mean, part of it, I think is it's, it's ludicrous. Ludic ludic like there's not the support there. And why does a team. Who's on the bus? You know who's on the bus? I think I'm gonna. You know what? I've just thought of it's Gary Bettman this week. <laughs> he just he, changing everything. He just put. I mean, he get that team out of Gyro Arena and put some back in the Pacific Northwest. Put it in Canada where they're gonna sell out every game and and they've got great fans and it's it's about the game of of old fashioned Eddie Shore ice hockey and they play and they play well and in front of a packed arena that's got a great naming sponsor great other sponsors people working there are passionate about it they don't give two shits people are like are they the arizona coyotes the phoenix coyotes they don't even know what that is so i'm done <laughs> uh so anyway for the news of the day which we haven't got to yet uh, <laughs> then came then came today's news uh, according to the athletic that chris was quoting there glendale says we are now going to lock you out of the physical arena if you do not pay your delinquent tax bills. And according to Chris, the utility bill, the water bill, and the cable bill as well. They're not paying any of those things. They called down to Marsha in bookkeeping, and Marsha said, I'm on this. I got it. We're going to take care of it. Don't worry about it. I, I've been on maternity leave. Um, the state filed a lien for $1.3 million on Friday. So the state, the Department of Revenue for the state of Arizona, not Glendale, Glendale's owed about 20% of that 1.3 million, 250,000, I think is the number. Uh, and they basically said, if you don't pay it by the 20th, we are going to boot you. Um, it does seem that since that all became public earlier today, 
Marsha did get a hold of all the correct people and get the checks that were in the mail actually to arrive. And it appears that the team is putting on a statement. And I quote, after consultation with Mark Emmert, we are scheduling a discussion. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it says that they paid everything. They're good to go. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Why does it feel like they just walked into T-Mobile and said, hey, I'm here to pay my prepaid phone bill? Like, yeah, turn the phone back on. I'm new at all this. Um, I, I This kind of reminded me of, this was, I guess, a month ago now, I received my first ever property tax bill on Ooh, my house sorry buddy and yeah no it wasn't it was actually nice. three so we got to add them all together but on the property Why? tax it bill it had a it had a this mansion that you have three different properties let what? the poor guy tell us we don't need to talk about supplemental taxes and come on let's let's hear that <laughs> here they are though they're all right here no oh, um man. but it said it, when i got it, it was due on november 1st right but then it, there was a separate due date that said, if you don't pay by December 10th, then we'll put it on late fees. So mm. I'm thinking, so I paid you know before December 10th after November 1st. So I'm thinking maybe it was kind of that situation where there was like an extra due date, like a secret due date mm. that was only triggered by being publicly shamed and embarrassed yep. um, through the media. So maybe that is what happened. They must have missed that window then because they right. got publicly shamed. They well, definitely it, got publicly, they got dramatically boycotted in front of everyone. So if we turn this, on this, KTLA on December 11th and you haven't paid yet, we're going to see Yosh getting publicly shamed. <laughs> exactly. And, I, and, and But at the end of the day, this really just makes me, I mean, if this is a professional you know, franchise, it, it makes me feel better about any time I procrastinate because you know, if, if, if the Arizona right? Coyotes are doing it, then I feel better about myself. So hey, thank you. Thank you to argue. the Coyotes for making me feel better today. And also... There's also a lot of really great people that work at the Coyotes. Just want to say that and give a shout out to some of those there people. Are. I know it's, I know there it's are. been tough for them, yes. and they're trying their best. But you know, a lot of these organizations, unfortunately, it's a top-down mentality and approach. And, and I've had really good experiences with them, and they've never not paid on time for anything I've ever done with them. But it is unfortunate that you know Marsha was gone for the week that they needed to get those checks out. <laughs> Uh, and you know what? Just let it be uh, uh, a warning for all other properties that might be behind on their taxes. Today's probably a good day to start taking care yeah. of that stuff. And, and just to shout out LA Chargers, make sure you put in your, your $1 uh, lease fee to the Rams. We don't yeah. want to have any issues. There. So I think that's happy. actually how much they've made back in premium seat sales, too. Oh, hello. oh man. And I got to tell you, I love the Chargers. I'm not a Rams guy. Y'all know that. Stan Kroenke can, you know, he's on the bus. He's like perpetually on my bus. Oh, yeah, he's, so he's, I'm a huge Chargers guy. So not knocking the Chargers at all. Huge Chargers guy. Business huge is Chargers. business and facts are facts. I have my um, Dickerson pajamas on underneath this. Any, right anybody got any oh, quick hits? Anybody got any quick hitters for the week? Anybody? I got one. No. Do you guys have any? Hit us. Hit, hit us. Quick hitter. Anybody? Somebody? Sam Kerr. Sam Kerr. Sam Kerr. Sam Kerr? What happened with her? Well, yeah, I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what happened with her. Let's see if I can share my – I'm going to see if I can share a screen here. She played for – we know her in Chicago. She played for the Chicago uh, Red Stars for a while. Heck and yeah. uh, fan favorite. And she took care of business. I think it was – it's quite clear that why she is a fan favorite because what she did was awesome. 
Can yeah. you guys? Oh, here hey, we go. Here we go. Take a look at what she did. Let's see if I can get this to play. Yeah, so where's the security people? <laughs> yeah, but wait for it. No, I know. Oh, I know. Brilliant. Here we go. Yellow card. <laughs> so on the plus side, she did the right thing. She absolutely did the right thing. You can't oh, yeah. let some random person for 40 seconds walk around very easily intermingling with all the players. It's a guy. It's women on the field. You, you can't let that happen. So she waited till he looked the other way, and she said, here, I'd like to introduce you to my friend Hank, my left shoulder. I've seen and, players uh, stop, like, like tackle fans. I've never seen a player get a card or get punished. It is National it. Christmas Card Day, so she got the oh. yellow. Yeah, that's basically what that came down to. Yeah, but I don't get that at all. I'm. I have to think they're going to fix that. I have to think they're going to fix that. But uh, yeah, she got a yellow card. How are they going to fix it? She spent the rest of the game hamstrung. She was playing. You know, she was playing with a card. She couldn't be as aggressive as she wanted. Come she, on. They, well, they can't fix that, but they can remove it so that it's not on record. They can't right. take it off because I don't think it ends at the end. I of hope the they game, do. So. Yeah, they should, for Christ's sake. I mean, come on, that had to be a mistake. I may, should, maybe the ref didn't see what happened. I don't know. I heard but, that uh, you guys hear that Tommy Fury pulled out of the fight with Jake Paul. I heard that uh, Sam Kerr is going to be replacing him. Ah. <laughs> um, so, well, I can tell you where my that. money is. Yeah. <laughs> They're on the under yellow card. Oh, God, hey, oh. a dad joke for you. That this is enough. That is enough. Bad. That was bad. Uh, speaking about the undercards, uh, the other hot topic, transgender athlete. He has a little undercard, a little undercarriage. Um, I did see. Oh, no. oh, God, he didn't. He did. Uh, I don't even have the facts. It, Josh left the show as a result. Now, wait a minute. Has that ever stopped you before that you don't have the facts? <laughs> Josh, Josh remains off the show. <laughs> he's he's yanked himself off because whoa yanked himself it. off jesus right here in front of everybody my god chris about. this is unbelievable mm -hmm. so <laughs> yeah <laughs> leah thomas 22 years old sets the new u.s swimming record at the zippy invitational in akron which i just think is a great name the zippy invitational in akron ohio over the weekend she previously swam for the university's men team up to November of 2019, and uh, now she has set the women's record. H how do how do you feel about this? I love it. You do. Why do you yeah. love? It? Well, that's, that's you think that's world. right. Honest to God, look, I I, I yes. know the, you aren't going. You're not. You're not just not being PC here. You believe that. A well, lifelong male of 19 years can well, go they're not through a all of the male. process. That's, of that's that's the thing is that they're not a lifelong male, and and that's part of the argument of why I think that that's cool that she's able to compete. Okay, now I'm listening. The, the, where I don't where where I have the problem with it, and this is where they're you know have come haven't even come close to it with Olympic athletes and and such a figuring it out is understanding 
what what are testosterone levels what are the other factors that are involved now i will fully acknowledge my ignorance on the subject i just want to point that well, out. well and i don't know in this case i i i only read very briefly uh well, thanks know, for joining me about, yeah well what like i ever contribute anything anyway when i do nope. read something I'm no you, right but <clears throat> hot take hot take hot take time <laughs> but i but Walk this is walk. this is the world that we're in and if if she met testosterone level requirements or or the you know what was ever set as the competition rules truth then she's the winner truth and i think I, what happened is or what would have happened is say uh, leah right i say that mm -hmm. right that leah was, leah right I was assigned was assigned female at birth she just would have been like oh she's a a butch athlete or something and that's just all, that's it and, and that? let me just say this my ignorance in this revolves around and i'm comfortable saying that i'm ignorant in it what it means specifically in this case to be transgender does that mean that she could have gone either they could have said either way and they just chose male and she had to go through her life because they just happened at birth to choose male or were there things that happened that made them choose male was, certainly the the world was less intelligent about the subject 22 years ago when she was born uh so look i, I you know i was probably a little harsh being funny at the beginning um well i, I was a little contrarian just to be an asshole but, no but yeah. i need to do more research on it I, I i certainly made light of something that she certainly has lived in a non-light way uh for her entire life and i'm over here easily cracking jokes about it because i haven't had to deal with it uh it's an easy thing for me to do so i have no idea what she's had to go through and good for her uh, if if what you're saying might be true and she's could have gone either way at that point, and now she's done all the right things, and she's classified as a female, and she identifies as a female, then that actually kind of sucks for her that this is what is being said about her breaking the all-time record right. for the NCAA, and all we're talking about is that she was a male, technically signed as a male three years ago. So it's clearly a subject that needs a lot more than me and a quick hitter. But my thing is, well, I'll speak when you guys give me a fucking second to break in here. Jesus. Editing that out of this. Um, as, talking over you. Right. Uh, listen, as somebody, I, I, I have family members who are part of the transgender community. One, at least. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's more. But um, I've seen firsthand what these people go through, whether it's male to female, female to male, and my biggest problem with this is the dialogue that happens around in the media with guys like Piers Morgan, who just says, like, if, well, if all of a sudden Michael Phelps decided to compete as a, as a female, then all hell would break loose. And that well, is obviously, would. yeah. <laughs> He's right. not wrong, but it's a lazy argument, as Josh. But, it's but it's, yeah. The thing is, I mean, when, when we have, you know, an, an, uh, a situation like this, where it's somebody who and i and i haven't done all the full research but well i imagine, we some, I imagine it's somebody who's who's came out as transgender over the last few years yeah because she was competing as a male which she was assigned at birth previously so like like chris said if she she met all the requirements and and, and the testosterone levels were there and then i i mean i have no issue whatsoever with this the problem i get is the dialogue of people that are so simply saying like well, if so-and-so decides like they're not good enough on the male side, they'll just become female. And that's bullshit because that's not how it works. Like nobody 
would choose. I mean, I think it's, I'll just leave it at this. I think it says a lot more about the individuals who are saying that than it does about the transgender community. Because the fact that somebody would think that, you know, we have like a Joanna man situation where a guy's just going to pretend. I did not know we were going to go Joanna man today, (laughs) but that is, that is fantastic. It's, it's ridiculous. It's an antiquated idea. Like nobody, you know, while there, that doesn't mean that I don't feel like trans people should have pride in being trans, but it's not an easy life. And it's not something that, that someone's just going to choose just to get a competitive advantage. Well, I think it's, it's, sorry, Josh. Well, no, the, the people that are, that are choosing to live, you know, live their true selves and, and be out and, and publicly, they're extremely courageous people. And, you know, they deserve every benefit of the doubt in my mind and, you know, to be able to compete with the gender that, that they feel they are. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a glacial shift that we're seeing that this is what we're seeing now was the exact same kind of stuff that was, that was, well, and still is pointed at somebody that comes out as, you know, gay, uh, that that now it's we, a lot of us have become much more accepting of that. So now it's shifting to this. It's the same in a way, like you know, the the perception of a smoking pot. You know, those movies about oh, you're going to turn into a monster and you're going to kill your roommate and all this kind of stuff. And now people have realized, oh, it's probably better than sitting around getting hammered on on uh, Schlitz every night. So. You know, it, it's shifting slightly, but it's just a glacial pace. And it, and the, the, what it comes down to is empathy. That in, if Pierce Morgan, obviously, well, he's he's clueless, period. But he's he doesn't have somebody that he's he's either faking all this. It's just bullshit for for viewers, which is possible, or he doesn't know anybody, so he doesn't care to have any understanding of this. Because, like no. you said, who is who yeah. in their mind? is gonna gonna go through all this other shit because they want to win a swim meet. Right. Give me a break. It just it just shows the ignorance of someone that says, well then so and so can just say that they're a female. That's not how it works. No. That's just simply exactly. not even close to how it works. And that's Josh, that's my way, my 25 minute way of saying what you said in two minutes. <laughs> Yeah, we do appreciate it. We, we're pushing up to the top limit of our show again now, but we were on such a great pace. But thank you, Chris. It was good. It was actually a good commentary. I agree with you. Um, I agree with you wholeheartedly, and it's a much bigger conversation that we're going to solve today. But, um, yeah, Pierce Morgan is uh, is that guy. He's a douche. Mm-hmm. It was like Jeff, Jeff Goodman today leaving Kofi Coburn off of the three – Big Ten, nope. big guys nope. that nope. Uh, nope. should it's be not considered the same. for whatever. Not even close to the same like, thing. You know what? It's just clickbait, guys. <laughs> not it's just even clickbait. close to the same Coburn thing. is definitely the best big man in the Big uh, Ten. And I did also want to give a shout out to IOC Associate President Dick Pound. Just <laughs> that out there. Well, speaking of IO, IO, since it's IOC, IO is on pace to be potentially the you know, rookie of the year, Illinois, 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 Illinois. Um, I know, I know. Uh, so real quick, guys, we have one last feature before we end, and that is today's fan of the week. Wow. Me, me, me. It's not Chris Hartwig. Oh, I don't know I who know. it is. I know, Chris. I'm so sorry. Who it is is Leah Belts. Leah is the self-proclaimed number one fan. Now we have two people that claim to be our number one fan outwardly, and we've already acknowledged Melissa Slay, and she is a wonderful person, and I guarantee you she's watching today. Um, 
and good luck to Melissa. You know what it's about. Uh, but uh, Leah Belts has been listening from day one. She once listened to, I think, 10 consecutive podcasts on a drive from New Orleans to Chicago. I know. I know. Chris is like, why? What? Why would you do that? Uh, but uh, thank you, Leah, for your continued support. Google, one of our largest sponsors also as well. There we go. Uh, and Leah also uh, uh, makes amazing tacos. I just oh. uh, throw that in there. Yeah, she makes terrific at-home healthy uh, tacos. Actually, they're, I don't think they can be called tacos because they are uh, they are bell peppers oh, roasted, cut in half, and stuffed with all the stuff you put in a taco, but not like meat like I would do a taco, but like, you know uh, – uh, braised rib, pork loin, and like just it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So, thank you, Leah, for being our one of our and maybe our number one fan. No offense to our other number one fan and my mom and Josh's mom, who was self proclaimed our number eight fan. Yes. She says it, she's like, I'm the number eight fan. She's self aware. She is. Self-aware. Well, it's not a judgment of them as a person, it's just no. there. It's a judgment it is what of it their, is veracity of fandom. They're not she's not the eighth best person to be watching, or maybe she is. Maybe, but maybe she, she could be. She could I'm be. I'm biased. I don't know. She don't might be the eighth best person watching. I don't know. So real quick, hi to my know. mom and sister who I know are watching as well. Hello. I'm gonna see you guys oh, in hey, happy hey. pre-thanksmas. Go ahead. Whose birthday is it today? I don't know whose birthday is it, Chris. Kelly Colgan Hardwig. Hey, Kelly Hardwig. Happy, Happy birthday, Kelly. Thank you for letting Chris come play with us. All right. We're going to dinner tonight. Love her. She's the best ever. Enjoy that. And with that, guys. Today's episode of Uniform Exchange is brought to you by Crypto.com, along with me, Matt Damon, here to remind you that fortune favors the brave.